0: Welcome to episode 5 of Together, a Brighton & Hove Albion podcast, and we're currently in what I like to call the Monday morning of the Premier League season with the international break upon us. Um, But we have plenty to look upon before we wrap up today. Um, I'm going to go through the Fulham review uh, and go over what made us what made us fight back to get that 2-2 draw, and then uh, our middle segment is actually just going to be our last segment, it's just going to be a two-part one today, um, and it's going to be a brief roundup of the first four games of the season, and take a look at some some interesting stats, and hopefully maybe it tells a story for the rest of the season, but let's move on to Fulham, so we'll keep the same, the same format as before, the good, the bad, uh, and we'll do the encouraging this time, and why we drew, so... Moving on to the good, uh, I think the first thing we need to do is point out that Glenn Murray had an absolutely fantastic game yesterday. Um, Do Brighton have a secret secret formula for halting the aging process? Like I don't know, because Bruno played far longer than he had any right to, and I mean, he's still good enough now. He started the first game of the season, but um, he's 38 years old, he is chiseled out of stone, and if it wasn't for his injury, I think probably would still be playing now. Um, we'll get on to why. That's probably a blessing in disguise due to Montoya's emergence. Um, but Bruno is just out of this world in terms of what he can do at his age. And the fact that he played most of last season and kept every other possible choice at right back out of the game due to his his talent at 37-38 last year was, was incredible. And uh, we signed Andon, or Andon... Um, at the beginning of the summer and unfortunately for him, his injuries just haven't worked out for him yet. Um, We have Tomah Hamed, who's gone on loan to QPR, obviously, and uh, Jurgen Lokadier, who, again, we'll get onto a little bit later. Um, I think he's showing signs of great promise compared to before. But Glenn is uh, a 35-year-old striker that is keeping all of them out of the team on his own. He has no right to be able to do what he's doing. Um, How he did it last year was a surprise to everybody. Uh, He even got whispers of an England call-up. Not that I thought really in my heart that it was going to happen, but it would have been really nice. Um, But the fact that he's able to show up and continue to do the things he does, yesterday uh, against Fulham, he put on an absolutely brilliant performance. Um, He won eight aerial battles on Saturday. That is five more than anybody else on the pitch that includes defenders, that includes Mitrovic, uh, that includes anybody at the back on either side. Uh, Glenn Murray won eight compared to everybody else's, at most, three. Of our 15 shots, Murray took six of those shots with three of them on target, one of them obviously being the penalty. Um, and he wasn't dispossessed once. For a forward, that that is absolutely incredible we always say that Murray is pretty good at holding up the ball, but yesterday, uh, Saturday, he was absolutely out of this world. Um, compare that to Mitrovic who was dispossessed a total of six times on, for, on Saturday. Um, and you think that Murray was only, wasn't dispossessed once at all. It just shows just how solid he was with the ball at his feet or in fact, the ball in the air because he won the ball a million times in the air too. It was, it was just unbelievable. Um, Long may he reign for now, and however much I like the look of Andon, um, he's going to have to do something special to get into this side, because Murray is playing out of his skin. He's scored three goals already this season. Uh, I was reading somewhere he has scored more goals than almost any other person, Englishman, in the league. I think only Harry Kane has scored more um, goals up front than he has. Uh, as an English striker maybe wrong there may be another person in there maybe Vardy as well but the point stands is that he's one of he is statistically one of the best English strikers right now in football and at 35 and given the journey he's taken it is just an absolute incredible feat and a testament to his work rate and his commitment Um, we'll forget about his brief stint in London um, and just focus on how much of an absolute hero he is for us because he is just yeah he's something else so to move on from Murray um, we have more good to talk about and that's the right hand side um, they both were just solid um, Montoya and knockout have already learnt very quickly how to link up with each other and it's really reassuring to see given that Bruno is you know he is our talisman um, he looked upset when he was sobbed though, Knockart, and I'm not surprised because I thought he was much better of the two wingers between him and March, and it surprised me to see him come off when I know that Nocky can do a job on the left. Um, but you know, I'm not the manager, so it is what it is. Um and we still scored and came back and got a point. So at this point I'll let it be and hopefully we can keep going in the right direction. Um So Knockart uh who has been a real standout so far this season in my opinion um he registered two key passes yesterday uh which basically key passes result in key goal scoring opportunities or sorry for example he got an assist yesterday too um so that would have counted as one of his two key passes and the other one would have been a clear goal scoring opportunity or something like that um but yeah, he, he registered two key passes um, and there was only other one other person on the team with two key passes, which was quite interesting. Um, it wasn't Gross, it wasn't Murray, it was Montoya. Um, he, Both of them just look an incredibly talented pairing together. Um, they look lively, they look fresh. Um, Montoya, for example, had more successful tackles than anyone else at five. Um, the second best amount of successful tackles for the game, Uh, that was not Duffy, nor Dunk, nor Stevens, nor Proper even, um, who I thought was poor yesterday actually, Um, it was indeed Anthony (laughs) Knockart. So these two are just unbelievable, Um, nobody else scored more than three successful tackles, that includes Mawson, that includes uh, Le Marchand, uh, whatever if that's his name, the left back, the right, the full back at Fulham who was marking Anthony. Um, nobody nobody registered more than three successful tackles so it just shows just how good Montoya was and how effective he was at keeping Scherler um, firmly in his place uh, so let's move on to the bad, the bad is Lewis Dunk um, I love him but he came back too early in my opinion he looked off the pace he looked weaker than before um, which you know goes to stand like it stands to reason um, if you aren't fully fit and When he was in a battle with Mitrovic all day long, it really didn't work out very well for him. Um, He was at fault for the second goal, I'm sure every... Well, I mean, it's not really up for debate, it's just a fact. He was at fault. Um, And he actually registered two uncontrolled touches of the ball, um, more than anybody else at the back on either team. Uh, That's not his norm. He's never, ever registered more than one. Um, in this entire season, so to show that he's already like re- he's re- registered two to this week, um, you know you can't afford to be registering uncontrolled balls at the back, um, and he he did, and one of them cost him the goal. So it's 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 a shame. I don't think he should have been brought back as soon as he did. Um, I thought Balogun had done an incredible job and played himself into the side and played himself uh, as a, as a constant in my opinion. Um, But, Dunkey came back and it is what it is. Um, I mean, he has two weeks now to get fully fit and I'm sure he will, so we'll keep ourselves posted on that one. Um, And the other part of the bad um, was AJ. Um, He he really failed to impress. Um, He looked slow, he looked unsure of himself. Um, This is only so far, don't get me wrong, he's only made a couple of appearances and all of them are off the bench. Um, but by all accounts, he didn't particularly light the world up on fire um, against Southampton in the Carabao Cup either. But I have a lot of faith in him. I'm not writing him off by any means, but he was disappointing. And for the money we spent on him, he should be doing better quicker. But we know we know how it went with his Chiedo, And we know what patience, uh, how patience paid off with Jose. And I have the same faith uh, in the Iranian boy to do the exact same thing because he's he's clearly a talent and hopefully he develops to be an unbelievable one for us. Um, so let's move on to the encouraging um, and that goes on to our previous record signing, uh, Lockardier. I thought he was very good yesterday when he came on. Um, he caused a lot of problems for everybody. Uh, I think it shows a lot that he... The rumours are that he has a bad attitude, he focuses on his music Um, I've seen all of this on Twitter and you know how people are just venting their frustration, but I thought he was really good yesterday Um, He was part of the reason I think we come back So obviously the the most encouraging part uh, is not just you know, One or two players, but the fact that we did come back and we came back from behind by not just one goal, but two. Um, I can't remember the last time we did that. Maybe it was Brentford away uh, when we went up, where we came back from behind from two goals. I'm really not sure. I'll be able to look further into it after this. I probably should have done it before, but... Yeah, I thought it was really encouraging that we didn't just roll over. Um, And I feel like last year we may well have done. So the fact that we kept going, it was a big deal. Um, Murray scored the penalty when it mattered. Murray is just as inconsistent from the spot as Gross seems to be. Um, But he scored when it mattered. And he did not dick around with his run-up, thank goodness. As soon as Gross walked up to the ball, I was panicking because i hate slow run-ups to penalties i said it all during the world cup when i was watching it um with friends and just talking about the penalty shootouts i hate the slow run-ups i hate them it just looks unsure it looks easier to save um and murray went through and hit that ball with an absolute venom and quickly too he didn't dick around and i was so happy he didn't i was really worried he was going to do the same thing but he didn't and the other part of the encouraging is montoya um he looks a total class above the rest at the minute he runs the right side on in the premier league like bruno did in the championship um he is absolutely dominant he took scherler out of the game he took scherler out of the game so much to a point where scherler actually had to move inside because he was getting nothing down the left for him um, it was just it was just a waste of time for Sherlock to play out there, and he was just dominated from the word go. Um, and the other part of the encouraging is we played Mitrovic out of the game. Yes, he scored, um, but I think we did an incredibly good job at keeping him quiet, barring that. Um, he was dispossessed more than other, any other player uh, with six dispossessions. <laughs> um he was booked he gave away the penalty um and barring the goal we gave him he really didn't threaten us and during the second half it really showed we kept him quiet and you know it goes back to the what if if we played Balogun I'm not sure he would have even got a look in for the for the goal he scored um but that is what it is uh I think we did a really good job at keeping him out of the game and I always have faith in us doing that when it's a big, strong player playing up front like Lukaku, like Mitrovic um, because that's our centre house bread and butter. Lewis Duncan and Shane Duffy enjoy those sort of battles and they do them all day, every day. Um, And when you're training with Glenn Murray, they probably get used to being bashed about by a big lad. So, it was great Um, and I think think we can feel reasonably confident that any time we come up against a team that are going to be playing a big man up front, we don't need to be too worried. So, We'll move on to the why we drew. Um, So I was looking at a lot of the stats and the heat maps. um, And I think the the key point comes to a really simple one. We were unable to make the most of the penalty chance in the first half. Um, Pascal Gross looked slow. He looked hurt. He didn't look right from the minute he did his, uh, his Cruyff turn really early on. He put the guy to bed, but he didn't look right after that. And I think it's safe to say he's not been his best since he came back. Uh, this season he's just been a bit off the pace he looks I don't know he just doesn't look the same Pascal Gross I'm sure he'll be back I'm not again I'm not writing him off like I wasn't writing AJ but he definitely looks off the pace a little bit this season and it's it's a weird one because he's so focal to us I think the other part of why we drew uh, is it goes back to last week's podcast and me pointing out the, necess- the necessity of keeping away Seri from the ball um, and we didn't. <laughs> he had far too much of the ball. Um, just as I said last week, we needed to keep him away and we needed to keep him deeper. We didn't do it. Um, he had a 91.9% pass accuracy rate and was able to play right in the center circle on the heat map. So if you go to whoscored.com or uh, Sofa Score app, um, you'll see that his heat map is quite literally right on the kickoff spot, and that is somewhere we, we really can't afford to him, for him to be playing there. Um, we need to push him back another 10 yards, and that would have really nullified his play. And from looking at the stats that we looked at last week, like it shows that too. The deeper he plays, the less effective he is, and we didn't do that. Um However, we did, we did show fantastic determination and grit to come back to draw the game. Uh, that first Murray goal was, I mean, it's a cliche, but the, the next goal really was vital, and we got it. Um, and I think that Lockardia made the difference. I said it earlier real briefly, but his heat map shows that he was almost everywhere in the final third for the last 15 minutes. He made a ton of probing runs um, and scared the defenders stiff. He was the man closest to the ball when Mitrovic handballed it to win us the penalty. Um, he re- he really now now he's coming on, looking making a difference and looking hungry. He looks like Sam Baldock, which kind of just makes me wonder why we got rid of him in the first place. But um, yeah, he he looks really good. He looks hungry and he looks he looks he looks better than he's looked since we signed him, and I think that's a that's a very good sign. So hopefully he can keep his rise um and i mean we went to 442 towards the end and i really like the look of it we we got the goal um we got the equalizer playing that way and i hope we don't shy away from that opportunity uh, especially during some of the games where we should be winning um and at home even more so i hope that we play that sort of role but we'll see we'll see i, I don't think hutton played 442 non-stop in the championship and i don't think it's it's not something that he's comfortable doing at this level but at the same time like it's not it's not something he's foreign to and it's something he's done before and it's something he's very well versed in and I think that Murray and Loccaier up front is like a great opportunity so um, we'll see we'll see what happens um, but I think we have a lot to look forward to with that. Uh, I think Lockccaier was great. And the final part of why we drew was we totally took Vieto out of the game. Um, He was their right winger. Um, We didn't see him all game. Bong and March shut him down. Um, And because of that, we left them entirely reliant on their left side. Um, So, Scherler and Mitrovic were left to their own devices and had to do it all themselves because Vieto had nothing to offer. And... Honestly, Scherler had nothing to offer when out wide either. And the most dangerous time for us was when Scherler came inside because he had nothing else to do. And at that point, Seri Mitrovic and Scherler overpowered the midfield and the back two. Um, they simply couldn't keep tabs on all three of them at once, and that's what led to the first goal. Um, and it, well, I mean, it's what led to. It's what led to their, their period of dominance towards the end of the first half. Uh, Schürrle coming inside and outnumbering the middle. It's kind of a shame to see that Proper and Stevens couldn't win the midfield battle this week. Uh, it's it's weird to see them not winning because they're normally so good, but they've shown shades of not being able to win many midfield battles all season. So we'll see how that goes too, and maybe it's time for Bissouma to, to take a look in there and make a full-time place because when he comes on, we look a different outfit every single time. So that's the end of the Fulham review. Went a little bit longer than usual, but, you know, whatever. It's it's the international break. It's not a big deal. Um, So moving on to the final segment, um, it's a very brief roundup of the first segment of the Premier League, the first four games before the international break. And I, I have a couple of stats here just to look at and review how these first four seasons have gone. The first four games, rather four seasons. Jeez, I hope we're here for four seasons. Um, the highest pass percentage completion um, in the in the team so far goes to Besuma. He has completed eighty-eight point three percent of his attempted passes. He carried this stat over from Leo, and he is making plenty of minutes under us, and he's doing the exact same thing. Um, he's done it against Liverpool. He's done it against United. Uh, I think it's really really encouraging, and he is just super, super exciting to watch um, I think another person we need to talk about is Anthony Knockout, um, he has <clears throat> for these last four games, uh, more successful dribbles per game than anybody else uh, at 1.8 he has two assists, which is the highest in the team, higher than Gross, higher than M- Murray and um, he is rated as our fourth best player statistically this season behind Murray, Montoya, and Duffy. Um, and I think it's important to recognize that Anthony is definitely coming back to his best because we were also keen to point out his disappointment last year. And he's clearly not doing that this year. He's really being a dependent right-winger. And he's keeping AJ out of the side. Um, so... You know, it's something to be really happy about because I think he's he wants to succeed, he wants to be the best, and he's growing in his role in the Premier League and he's getting used to it. Um, so I think it's good. He's he's clearly made a serious impact this first four games of the season. Speaking of another one of those those fourth best players statistically, um, I want to talk about Duffy. He has been my player of the first four games quite comfortably. He has shone above everybody else. Uh, honorable mention to Murray honorable mention to uh, Montoya as well but Duffy has just he's like a colossus (laughs) Um, he has an average of 3 interceptions per game more than anybody else not just small either like a significant amount more than anybody else he was making an average of 6.3 clearances per game that is just unbelievably more than anyone else um nobody else is above two like he is just he is just an absolute store he is there he gets it out he doesn't dick around he has been incredible um he's making an average of two blocks per game it's worth noting that last season Duncan Duffy registered the most blocks uh number one number two for most blocks and most clearances in the league this uh, last season and he is up to his same old tricks because he's averaging two blocks per game and nobody else in the entire team is in the ones let alone the twos um and he finally got a goal this season he is averaging uh 0.5 shots per game and that is again one of the most shots per game for a center half in the entire league uh Duffy was duffy last season in the premier league took more shots than anybody else from a center half position and once again he's keeping up to the same stats so it's really it's really he's just been unbelievable um it's only four games we know that it's early days there's 34 left to go and we have a long long marathon trip to go but duffy has been incredible and what a sign he was way back when um I know we. I I mean, I was one of them that was wondering why we signed him when we did, because I thought we were pretty solid at centre half, and he came in and you know, hold my beer. I'm gonna absolutely wreck the league, and he's just been unbelievable. So moving on from my player of the of the first four, I'm gonna move on to the best signing of the summer so far. Um, I think that has to go to Montoya. It's gonna be a controversial one because I know that a lot of people are gonna be talking about Bissouma, and I'm not gonna disagree. He was it was close for me. Um, I couldn't really decide between the two until Fulham, and he is just—he—he's just played himself into that best summer signing by miles. Um, he's averaging one key pass per game and for a right back. That is unbelievable. Um, he's creating one goal-scoring chance per game at right back. That is just unreal. He is on par with Pascal Gross. No one else is creating more key passes per game than he is. Only Gross is at that level with him. Um, he's averaging 3.7 tackles a game. That's more than anybody else as well. So not only is he going forward um, and creating serious attacking opportunities, he's also linking up with Knockout, and I think that the partnership is a product of those two being so good. Um, those two together, is they're really bouncing off each other, and he's making more tackles than anybody else successfully in the league, in the in the league, in the team. Um, so he's came in. He's doing his defensive duty immediately. Um, he's came in and he's... He he was brought into the first game of the season against Manchester United. Um, and he's done admirably ever since. He's creating chances. He's stopping chances from going through. He's playing people like Scherler out of the game. We didn't even know he was there until he came inside. Um, yeah, he's unbelievable. So, um, let's just look at it again. We have four points from four games. Um I think we need 38 to stay up this season i think a one point per game is a very safe ratio and when you look back across the seasons i think there's only two seasons in the last since the premier league became the premier league um there is only two there are only two two seasons where 38 haven't been enough um and they haven't even got close to it the last couple of years so i think that that will be the key to survival one point per game and we're on our way um i thought we would draw with Watford. I thought we'd lose to United and Liverpool, and I thought we'd beat Fulham. Um, that still results in the four points, and we got the four points either way. But we got to beat United in the in the real timeline, and I think that's more fun. Um, I'm sure you'll all agree. That's it from me this week. Um, I didn't have a lot to go through. Next week, uh, I have something different, so stay tuned for that. Um, and don't forget to follow me, at TogetherBHA, and let me know if you want to see anything else. Uh, have, give me your comments and feedback. In the in the DMs or on the notifications, whatever you prefer, and yeah, enjoy the international break, enjoy a weekend off. Um, I know I will, and I will see you all later.